You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. We did it. We made it through an entire new year. We created a network. We created five original shows. And all I want to know at the end of this year is what is your New Year's resolution? Well, the description of Technoagoras still says it's a daily show. So how about uh, my New Year's resolution is to actually make it a mostly daily show again. (laughs) We'll see how that works. Instead of a bi-monthly show? Sure. Whenever it happens show. (laughs) How about you, Kim? Well, uh, I've decided I'm going to go for the resolution of never having a period again. And so in extreme measures, I have decided to get that thing removed. It's fantastic. So stunning and brave. (laughs) Yes, that's the stunning and brave thing, (laughs) is to have your uterus removed. I I highly suggest it, Ryan and Cam. I can't wait to have mine removed. (laughs) How about you, Matt? Do you have anything you want to do this year? I was going to say, I've been so inspired by Kim's brave and stunning act of entire utero removal that I'm going to dedicate 2020 to being more fluid in my gender. (laughs) I don't know what that means. (laughs) I, I don't know what it means either, but... I'm, I'm excited to see it. Yeah. It's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a quitter. Very progressive. I don't have any resolutions. I'm already perfect. Welcome to Make Liberty Great Again, the best damn liberty podcast that you've never heard of. I'll be your guide as we peer into the ridiculous reality that is our society and our government. Let's get to it. Welcome to Make Liberty Great Again. I'm Cam Harless, and with me today are so many good people. I've got Maddie from the Voluntary Vixens. I've got Kim Shang from Lesbertarian, and you know, I, I brought along Ryan as well. Hello. I mean, he deserves to be here. Glad to be here. <laughs> today, I thought we would do some sort of 2019 retrospective. We would talk about how 2019 went, what we've done, maybe throw in some of our favorite news stories, maybe talk about what we're going to do in the coming year. Does that sound good to you guys? Fascinating. Sure do. I'm in. (laughs) All right. First, I'd like to just kind of talk about 2019 in general, because since 2016, the news has been more exciting and more depressing than it's ever been in my lifetime. It's also been funnier because we have a president that trolls. So I thought maybe you guys have a favorite Trump moment from this year. (sighs) It's really all been entertaining. I've enjoyed a number of his tweets towards uh, Nancy Pelosi, even before like the, <laughs> even before this impeachment mayhem. There were some really good ones. I'm not remembering them at all, but man, I was howling, laughing at them, wondering if I was really living in this world or not. <laughs> I, I think one of my favorite recent moments with Pelosi was when uh, he, he tweeted that she said something slowly because she she had to make sure her dentures were in correctly. Oh, man. Yeah. Like, that's gold. <laughs> that old Dementor. We don't deserve him. We, yeah, no. <laughs> He's the president Twitter that we don't deserve. <laughs> Anything that uh, stuck out to you, Ryan? Now that I can think of off the top of my head, I mean, at one point he... What was the meme he recently shared? One of the ones with him on it that they were with all the the Stallone up. body. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What what I love about the Stallone, the Rocky, him putting his head on, or someone else putting his head on. Right, that's been Professor shared over Stallone's and over body. again. But he actually shared it on his own Twitter, which was funny. <laughs> right, and everyone else who shared it for the duration of its existence has said, "Oh, look, it's a meme." But as soon as Trump shares it, it's a doctored photo. Yeah. Deep fake, right? If you want to talk about my favorite, my favorites are any time he shared something obviously silly that everybody took seriously and either called fake news or doctored photos or this or that. That, (laughs) Those moments were funny. I can't think of any necessarily off the top of my head. Oh, I've got one. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, Because Ryan was already on the track that I was on. My favorite is still, I think it was Daily Wire who put out the, uh, the doctored photo of uh, Trump putting the medal on a dog or whatever, and like, or, like <laughs> tweeted that, Trump tweeted that one out, That's and the left memory. just lost their damn mind. They were, I was just like, this yeah. is obviously fake and doctor, but no, it was it, that joke was real funny to me. We live in the best timeline at this point. I never assumed that we would get to a point where the pretension and the fake 
nice guy there to stick up for the world blah 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 would just i never thought that would end and we would have someone who literally rails at his enemies his political enemies and calls them enemies and then makes fun of them for their age (laughs) it's good it's it's beautiful it, he's completely delegitimized the system, and it's 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 fantastic. Partially because when someone's pretending to be the good guy and wearing a suit and playing the game, you trust him with the nuclear codes. But when he doesn't act like that, people who would not have questioned it previously are now like, "Are we sure we want war with these people? Because are we sure Trump's not being crazy?" <laughs> I was just thinking, you can tell that Cam is very far away from the conservative he used to be because he actually pronounced nuclear with two syllables. And I feel like anybody who's Republican (laughs) is too busy saying nuclear every dang time. Drives me insane. But it is really funny that you you point. I kind of, I don't really want a president. I'm pretty sure we can all agree we don't really want an overlord. But the fact is, I know to hell with that. I kind of look forward to him being reelected because I'm pretty sure he will after all this impeachment fiasco crap. Because that's four more years of tweets and four more years of me watching liberals just implode, and it's really funny. Can, Can we briefly talk about the fact that the Democrats with this impeachment have blown their wad early, and they just gave 2020 to to Donald Trump? Yeah, quite the premature ejaculation. Really? <laughs> I mean, I'm I mean, enjoying it for once. <laughs> for once, it's very enjoyable, right? We get to sit back and watch them really like all their cards seem to be on the table and they've shown it to be a losing hand. And as we're speaking, I don't think uh, Na- old crazy Nancy's sent uh, sent the filings over to the Senate to get those things going, right? Like we're still waiting on that. I don't know. do you think they're ever going to get over there i mean last i heard they were demanding the senate have like the whole trial and everything lined up you know scheduled and all the witnesses lined up all this like do the entire work to prepare for this trial that obviously isn't going to happen and they said as soon as you have all that done then we'll send the paperwork over to which the senate's chuckled to themselves i mean if they don't ever turn it in does it come on Technically, it doesn't even count, right? It's Schrodinger's impeachment. <laughs> the best part about it, though, uh, I'm just going to have to talk about the fact that even the libertarians, well, I'm not surprised a bunch of libertarians are a bunch of morons, but how everyone's <laughs> like, woo, he's effectively impeached. Like, he was just about to be, like, they were just going to take a boot and boot him right out of the White House. And I was like, guys, guys, House, Senate, guys. And then, you know, libertarians <laughs> tried to recover from that by making up some stupid excuses or whatever. I'm like, you guys, do you, did know that the article of impeachment still had no oh, embarrassment. It's the second impeachment of our lifetime, and yet people still don't get that. Not to Come mention, on. like, there have been so many things that have cropped up, especially on the left, about how, I mean, first off, they did think that he was going to be out of the White House the next day and then changed their tune really quickly and started acting like they were constitutional scholars. Oh, um, yeah, that's <laughs> richest. <laughs> but it was like there were some libertarians that were like oh man i can't wait for this to happen i can't wait to see who he brings down and i'm like do you actually think that one this is going to happen the, that it's going to actually be a real trial and two that anything's going to come of it if it even was a real trial there i i, I can't believe i of all people who have repeatedly said that I don't give a shit about the impeachment. How do you explain to people how impeachment works? <laughs> it's funny how that works. So embarrassing. My favorite, though, is how people are making up all these false stats where they're like, oh, well, you know, uh, the, Trump is the, the third president that's been impeached. He and Nixon, Nixon wasn't actually impeached. Yeah. <laughs> oh, him and, who is it, Andrew Johnson, yeah, <laughs> you're getting on the right track. <laughs> and then, but it's like they're, they're like, you know, he's the first one that was impeached in his first term. Also, not true. Let, let's keep going though. One, you're gonna get one. You're gonna get one. I just know it. Just keep going. Keep making stuff up. Yeah, they're excited about it. They're very excited about the the nothing burger. That seems to be the oh, trend yeah. of 2019. Yeah, Joe pointed out. Uh, made a good point. He said, "Well, it's all optics," you know. 
Now they can call him the impeached president. They knew he was not going to get kicked out of office. They knew it was just, and it doesn't matter whether they turn it into the, to the, turn the paperwork into the Senate or not, because ultimately the, the optics are there. They can already call him the, the impeached president, the, you know, what's the word, dishonored president, the whatever, the, the joke in chief. And they can, that'll, of course, they'll talk about that in the, in the debates. But even so with the, the optics, like they, they attempted to humiliate him and he will always be the impeached President Trump or he's dishonored. Have they ever listened to the man once in their life? There is no way to humiliate or dishonor Donald Trump. Right. He doesn't care. Yeah, no. He Thank seems you. to always come out on top, too. Well, and his supporters in particular. The whole deal was he was not part of the swamp. He was the, the renegade. You know, he was the guy who went off and did his own thing. Uh... Well, guess what? They just gave him his anti-establishment cred right back on a silver platter. It's like, oh, right, the election's coming up, and now you seem like every other politician. Well, oh, here, we'll, we'll show that the establishment's against you. <laughs> so, come on. The, it's, the, seriously, feels like they were trying to help him. Can't dishonor a person who has no honor. It makes no sense. He never had honor. Right. He never cared. Yeah, he he never cared about honor. He did what he wanted to do. I mean, he's... He is he he is who he is, and there is nothing you could say to him that's going to slow him down and make him think he's any less Trump than he is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but let me ask you: this coming year, like the fireworks, they're just being prepped now because we are going into an election year. So all of the fun stuff I've been able to talk about, and some other people have talked about. You know, we've talked about in the groups. Thank God Kamala Harris is no longer in the Aye. in the running, but he's going to have to go up against someone in November. So I'm curious, Kim, what is your prediction? You used to be a leftist. So of all the leftists on the on those stages, who do you think actually ends up going against Donald Trump? At this point, it looks closer to either being Buttigieg or, oh God, and I, I'm hoping they don't try the Biden thing. I want him uh. to go away, but he's still the person <laughs> with like the, the most street cred, as you call it, the most street cred that's useless because he really didn't do much. But I feel like it's between him, Biden, and, and Buttigieg. I'm sorry, so the Buttigieg. Indian lady isn't big anymore? She's in like third. Who's the Indian lady? I think. Oh, that Indian uh, lady. Pocahontas. Our, our favorite Indian. <laughs> oh, Pocahontas, yes. yes. I actually forget, forget her. her name at the moment. She, but, she needs to spend yeah, more time figuring the, out the Everyone said she was the, the front runner. When did the, the Mayor Pete become a front runner? I think she buried herself. I think Mayor Pete's at like fourth, isn't he? Yeah, at this point, I think he's down there. I just think at at, at some point, they're going to just be all like, you know, we're going to have to choose a guy that has a little yeah. more intersectionality, and that's going to be Buttigieg. And you got this right. white woman who thinks she's Native American, who can't really tell you how she's going to pay for her plans, and people, even on the Democratic side, are getting tired of that part. So, I mean, I see their better choices going with somebody that has a little more of their uh, liberal flair and being gay. A gay white man. It's assuming that they're doing what's best for their, you know, chances. But Democrats, just like the Republicans, often don't. <laughs> they don't choose people based on who's best or most electable. They're all going to lose. Uh, uh, yeah, well, yeah, of course. We're going to enjoy it. But uh, <laughs> my prediction has has kind of remained in the same place, which is I think eventually it's going to be end up being Elizabeth Warren, but. Most a lot of that has to do with how the um, the media portrays her, especially in the last debate that I watched, because they front loaded the first fifteen minutes of the Democratic debate with mostly questions to her, which means they knew people were going to drop off after the first boring <laughs> fifteen to thirty minutes of the show, and they wanted her points up front. So I think that that, of course, they're backing Biden, and they're going to make every excuse for him along the way, but. I think that eventually it'll, I, I think Joe Biden is going to go so senile at some point that they can't do anything about it. They're going to have to drag him off the stage. Can they do it any further than he's gone now? I mean. Oh, he can go worse. I'm really hoping it goes worse. Yeah. Like, it's of, amazing. Can you get worse than those bizarre pool comments? <laughs> the weirdest thing. I mean, that was heard. one of the weirdest things I've ever heard. <laughs> it's just so off the wall. And the hairs in the oh. pool and the kids are playing with my hairs and my legs. Like, what? And the cockroaches? <laughs> what? What? Is what? what is... Yeah. Is he calling the kids cockroaches? Like, yeah. what the heck does he... 
It's just so, the whole thing made no sense. But it's like, yes, keep going. I want to hear more of the Crazy Joe. Please, please. Please. I want to see Crazy Joe versus versus Crazy Trump. That would be fantastic. Well, Trump is so freaking sharp, man. He would he would work that oh, yeah. so good. It would be so oh, funny be to so watch. Good. Not to mention that Joe Biden's son, Hunter, in the in recent news, has one impregnated his dead brother's wife. <laughs> two had a rental car, and when he got out of the rental car, he left his crack pipe in the in the rental car, <laughs> and so. Joe's son is a crackhead. I mean, you couldn't write a better script for Trump. So I just, I feel like the senility is going to become too much and, and there's there may be a sea change, which Elizabeth Warren takes over. But I want more than anything for it to go so far with Joe Biden before he literally has to say, you know what, I can't do this. And then Hillary Clinton swoops in. I got you, Joe. goes against Trump again. <laughs> I got this. I want that so bad. Me and my pantsuit. <laughs> And my body double. How do you know that, you know, between like a, a rich crackhead and a poor crackhead, no poor crackhead is going to get their crack pipe in a, well, they might not even have a rental right. car. Right. Hell in the heck. <laughs> That's not something I forget. <laughs> not that I do crack. I'm just saying. Yeah. Not forget. I mean, well, it, and logical reasoning. Not that long ago, uh, Joe Biden actually called marijuana a gateway drug. Like, he's still clinging on to that rhetoric. Oh, man. He's like it's the like, only one running, right, who's still using that rhetoric. Right. Because he's ancient. That was surprising that he would really go there. While his son is smoking crack. And like so, I mean, banging chicks. <laughs> that dude didn't even gateway. He banging just went his... straight out of the womb to crack, apparently. <laughs> it was like, so one of the funny things that came up on, on Twitter the other day was Joe Biden put out a, a family picture for Christmas and his son Hunter wasn't in the oh, picture. Man. So it was trending, where's Hunter on Twitter? Black sheep Biden. <laughs> Hunting for Hunter. And my joke, of course, was was he's he's playing in the snow with his new baby. Because cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I figured. <laughs> uh... Chuckle, chuckle, chuckle. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah, we did. We did a lot this year when it because we didn't have a network at the beginning of the year. I mean, we had the network site, right? But we didn't have original content. We didn't have the. Right. the we network made the network site. It was as Thanksgiving weekend, twenty eighteen, which was just where we grabbed. Hey, these are our favorite shows. Let's put them all together so you can just like go to a website and just listen through. You know, you're sitting at work and you need something to listen through. Just come over, click into something. You'll just autoplay through really, really good shows like Tom Woods and whatever. But then we started the the original content this year, which was always our goal. Oh yeah, that was it. Was one of those things where the longer that the network played like that, and I didn't, we didn't have the show it was named after available. <laughs> I was like, no, this is this doesn't work. So you know, in February, I, I restarted the show with Phil, uh, who I miss. Miss you, damn Phil. it, Phil. Wait, who? <laughs> <laughs> Who's this guy? <laughs> And then the second show that came out was, of course, Maddie's show, Voluntary Vixens, which I was number thank two. You, wait, or was it was it Technoagorist? Mm. Technoagorist was the. I mean, I th I think it was the second show that came out, but yeah, it may have it, it may have been Technoagorist then Voluntary Vixens. Well, yeah, that's the order. <laughs> I think that's the order. So I know that I had podcasted with Kim. For the first time in my life, in was it 2016, as Make Liberty Great Again, which, by the way, I'm so happy to have you back on a microphone with me, Kim. That's so good. I'm glad to be back. It, it took a while. My, my life is complete. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, I had a little experience. I'm pretty sure Technoagorist was your first experience, like podcasting yourself. Right, Ryan? Uh, no, I mean, I've recorded like... Uh church preaching and i've re released that as a podcast in the past but i was you know the only person who listened <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and then we dragged maddie in and jesse and said hey you know talk on we're not going to give you any direction just you know just talk. talk and and i'll edit it <laughs> and then after voluntary vixens we brought in uh thank you for your servers with thaddeus alone because before that, it was a brainchild of Ryan's, and Kim was actually going to be on that one. And so it was going to be Ryan, Kim, and Thaddeus, and 
just didn't work. That version just crashed and burned. Yeah, yeah it did just didn't work. work. <laughs> did you guys record it all? Just, nah. We recorded one episode, one episode yeah. and it just it just seemed clear that that wasn't. No. Yeah. Worked. And then, so of course, you know, Thaddeus did some episodes by himself, and then we finally got Grandpa voiced Gary on, who we <sighs> love. Love Gary. Oh my goodness. <laughs> who was after? Thank you for your servers. Well, we went through a number we of shows that we tried. Was there one between um, Thank You for Your then, Servers and Wasn't uh da- when did David appear on the network? Or Dave, sorry. David, David, sorry. Well, David's yeah, he's been there since the beginning. Though he's not we've not Ooh, actually gotcha. produced any of his That's material exactly, so far. That doesn't count. <laughs> and he was doing his own thing <laughs> really beforehand, right? Like Yeah. Oh yeah, he'd been yeah. doing it far longer than any of us. But no, that's it. I mean, make Liberty Great Again, followed by Techno Agrist, followed by Voluntary Vixens. Thank you for your service and Lesbertarian. And what I love about Lesbertarian, though, was that Kim put up on Facebook, I, I want to create a, I need to finally create a podcast called Lesbertarian. And I was like, Thank all you. right. And the, what, what, what was it within a day that there we decided we to do it together? Yeah, and I made that post in a bar. Not even kidding. I was probably that's really funny. tipsy. I think, I think like two or three weeks ago, you were like, you know, I was kind of joking when I made that post. I didn't mean it. <laughs> Here you are now. And honestly, like it was one of those things that I was like, I wonder how this will go. This may be because, you know, I'm not I'm not an alphabet person. Not a lesbian. So clearly. Yeah, I'm not a lesbian. Not this year. <laughs> You're an M-A-L-E. I would say I have too much body hair, but I don't think that's apropos to lesbians. I think they can have as much body hair as they want. They can choose it but, from choice hair. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I was like, I wonder how this is going to be. Kim's awesome. so But I listen to gay news every week now, and I don't think I've ever paid attention to gay news before in my life. Me neither. <laughs> That's the sad part. Because, I mean, if you pay attention to it, it's always the same. It's always, hey, uh, the LGBT community has 8 million more letters, and they want to take over everything Christians have, and then vice versa and blah 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 and it's just that's what the news is so i decided might be a good idea to get in there and break it up the monotony maybe some humor and kind of just you know <laughs> help some lgbt people figure out liberty <laughs> yeah be nice yeah it works well <laughs> i look forward to the show every week which once again it's like the alphabet people show like the particularly gay focused <laughs> show Give yeah me the gay I show I've never found myself like, ooh, can't wait to hear the new. I need to new, hear that gayness. Give me the gay stuff. <laughs> so, Kim, since you do a gay news show, what was your favorite gay news of You're this like year? You're a gay anchor. <laughs> gay, gay, gay. Ganker. 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 Um, I'd have to say, I mean, there were a few good ones, but still, to me, the amalgamation of the ridiculousness that we had to endure in the alphabet community was the altogether cereal that was put out because we need to be able to fight bullying by making people buy cereal? Like, what's, why is that? How's it gonna help? Like, all these people who are bullying gay people are like, mm, I want this super free cereal. I just ate it. it. Oh, I shouldn't beat up gay people. Like, what? It just is seemed it like the <laughs> ultimate glorifying of the community. <laughs> but also, it was gross. The mixing of all those cereals together, it's like, that's not. That's not nice. That that goes against your point. You just like made this y- squished everybody together in this yucky thing. For twenty dollars to you... heck no. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that actually makes me think of the um ad. I saw an ad. I forget what it was, but it was for um, air travel, and it had three different sets of seat belts from a plane, and all of them had rainbow straps, and there was. You know, regular male and female next to each other, and then a female and a female, and then a male and a male. And the the thing said, uh, with insert airlines here, everything clicks. And I'm looking at it going, (laughs) you realize only one of those clicks, and only one of those keeps you from dying. So what are we doing here? (laughs) Wow. What point are you trying to make? (laughs) The stories write themselves. So all the content that we've produced over this last year... Did you already go over the numbers yet, Ryan? Over the course of, since the first, you know, Make Liberty Great Again episode, over the course of this year, we have released 118 MLGA Network original podcast episodes. So 118 episodes, which came to 68.79 hours of original content produced. 
I am very happy with that, especially since none of us are paid for this. Yeah. <laughs> this is all volunteer. We do it for the fame, for the recognition, for the for the gr- Facebook groups and the <laughs> five I, shares. I did it just so I could get on Sounds Like Liberty. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I, I love his wife, though. She's great. <sighs> Which I am. I, I'm on. Hashtag three dicks. <laughs> that was actually a, a, a lot of fun to record that that episode with them. So that'll that'll be coming soon. Which kind? What kind of fun? <laughs> no, no, which kind of coming? It was a bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. right. uh, I picked it up now. Yeah. I, I, I understood it immediately because I'm sharp like that. That's my bedtime. So I know that this year we have... what? How many shows do we have in the wings? Just two at the moment, right, Ryan? That we're working on producing for the next year? That are being... Tentatively planned. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, we have other other ideas, but you know, we'll see. Yes. We have two that are closest than anything else. And so, so hopefully that comes through, and we have. Well, I mean, one of them is for sure. Why don't we just tell them what we're going to do? That sounds dangerous. Do you want to tell them about the first one? This is it definitely for sure going to happen? 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 Well, we're talking about the mother's show. Oh. Yeah. Correct. Which we have more or less come up with a title and such. It's going to be a liberty kind of mother's thing. Sorry, I'm sick and I'm tired yep. and I'm doing my best here. But <laughs> well, I just figured you could say it since the the plan at this point is to bring on your wife Hannah Joy and Nicole Parks to do a yep. mom show. Mom. It sounds so silly calling it a mom's show, but like <laughs> it's going to be really good. It'll be cooler. The mom show. I'm especially curious <laughs> yeah, to hear so. Hannah and Nicole interacting together. Hear how that works. Because I think there's a whole lot of material just inside that. We'll see. I also want to hear their takes on homeschooling. That's going to be great. Mm -hmm. Well, there's so many things that they're very well suited to talk about. Specifically involving families and mothers and children and school and vaccines and all the different things that we parents have to deal with on a daily basis in general it's more of a parents show but it's done by two mothers well that's something i'll never experience because i just got that surgically removed amen glory yeah bye bye but you got more cred for your podcast you know so that is true yeah <laughs> when i become cam <laughs> <laughs> cam shang <laughs> so kim if there was a type of show that you think should be added to our network to more round us out what kind of show, <laughs> off the top of your head, if you don't have anything, you can say, oh, I have no idea. But what kind of show would you think would be great well, to add? I think you know where I'm going to go. Are you going to say true crime? Of course she's going to yes, say I am. true crime. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we do need to talk about that. Because I, 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 there, there's an interesting angle that I'd like to, I'd like to explore. Hmm. All right. We're going to have to talk about that offline because that'd be, that'd be bomb. I think that'd be good, uh, especially if we have... I think we've talked about it before. I, I won't spoil it now if it yeah. possibly happens. So... I think it'd be a great thing for yeah. the network. When are we going to release the Liberty Manga podcast, where we talk about manga from a Liberty perspective? Is that how you say it? I always thought it was manga. I've been enjoying Wolf Children. That's a really good book about this woman who, you know, had sex with a werewolf, and then she gave birth to these little puppy children, and they're really cute. And then he disappears Aww. because he's a werewolf and he can't be held back, so she's left to raise these half-human, half-puppy oh, people, and it chronicles it over the course of their life. And, you know, I think we should have a show about things like that. That'd be cool. Ryan explained this manga to me in the office, and I was just <laughs> dumbfounded by the... <laughs> I'm like, wait, are you telling me that there's a bestiality book out there <laughs> that I'm not reading? By the way, we ended up not giving that to our daughter. It just seemed a little too Creepy? too much <laughs> yeah maybe not yet she could find it mainly later. it's just a matter of <laughs> Pretty... here's the here's the college student oh he's hot hey let's go to the bedroom and do our things like yeah uh-uh. yeah you don't just and then you and then after you you have sex with him you get pregnant find out he's a werewolf it's just she had no idea what she was getting into yeah it's like that's what you don't do it's not a sweet cute romantic thing golly <laughs> this this is a morality tale so that you will not bang a werewolf daughter. I hope you understand that reading. <laughs> or just be careful who you bang because you don't know who it's, who's going to be the werewolf. Right? I mean, they're kind of, it's like a version of uh, in Mean Girls when they're in the health class and it's like, don't have sex. You will get syphilis and die. 
So this is like, don't have sex. It'll be a werewolf, and you'll have werewolf pups. Can't have that. No, here's some condoms. Oh, <laughs> oh, so maybe we should give it to her. There we go. No uh, one wants that. Yeah. Let's make some werewolf babies. <laughs> Maddie, if we were to add a podcast besides something about werewolf babies, what do you think we should add? I don't know. What are we missing? I don't know. One of the things that I think we need to add on is a foreign policy show. Huh. Because me doing one vague foreign policy conversation, or not even vague, I'm not vague about it, but just having one that's not deep information once yeah. every three weeks that's is true. just not going to cut it. We, we need to know what's going on around the world. So that's something that hopefully we can work out. We need to get back on it. We've been so busy. I mean, this is the busiest time of year, so that's going to be hard to find. But hopefully that's something we can add. And we're going to keep being very busy for the next couple weeks, next couple months. Yeah. No rest for the week. It's going to be really hard finding a host for that because there are a lot of good people that are knowledgeable, but there's not a lot of people that are super in-depth knowledgeable. I mean... Who aren't already doing something of their like own. Like Scott Horton level. <laughs> well, we, we, we have a possibility out there that's one of the more knowledgeable people. Intrigued. That's out there. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm not going to tell you anything more, but Intrigued. we'll see if that works out. <laughs> I would say that we're getting close to the end unless I've missed something. Oh, I did want, there was one thing that I was, I was like, I want to ask Ryan about this because he's in a unique position to talk about it was, did y'all see the video of the shooting in Texas from this morning? I just saw the video yes. that um you guys shared right before yes. we got on together. Yeah, it's horrifying. But the reason why I wanted to ask Ryan about it is because Ryan is a Mennonite and a pacifist, whereas the rest of us probably lean more towards I know Kim is like, shoot the bastard. I'll punch a baby. I'm just telling <laughs> But Ryan's a, a pacifist, so I'm curious, briefly, as briefly as you want to talk about it, but like, what did you think, feel, etc., when you saw, one, a guy shoot up a church, and two, a church member shoot a guy? Nice softball. You're welcome. Well, thanks for this easy question. Let's end on a light yeah. note. You are welcome. <laughs> hmm, hmm. My first thought... And what continues to be my top thought when I saw that video was the fact that, you know, I was so thankful that only those two people got hurt, you know, or inside the congregation, that he was only only had the opportunity to shoot two people. I would have loved for nobody to have gotten shot, including the shooter. <laughs> that would have been the ideal. But given the fact that he could have shot up the whole church and who knows done how much damage, the fact that he did only get two people makes me happy. So I'm thankful and I'm praising God for that. So then the next question is, oh, so does that mean that, you know, it's good that a Christian carried his gun into into church and shot that person? That's where I go, I, the way I read the New Testament, I don't see that as a Christian's responsibility. So I don't see that as what God wants for me. He asks me to be like him. And Jesus said, put away your sword. So guess what? That's what I, I sold my guns. And, you know, if someone walked into my church, none of us are armed. And what happens, happens. But the reality is, to a large extent, I'm okay with that. I'm willing to trust Holy Spirit in that moment to guide and direct and show me what he wants from me. But I'm not going to be the person pulling out a gun. At the same time, if I see that a shooting happened and less people got hurt than otherwise would have gotten hurt, you know. I'll praise Jesus for that, that it wasn't as bad as it could yeah. have been. But I don't think that that changes God's ideal for a Christian, you know? And I don't think it changes what, or it, it doesn't in any way change my understanding of the words of Jesus. Cool. Yeah, I, I was just curious because you have a different outlook on that than most people. Because, I mean, I've seen a couple of videos since I watched that video and they're like, thank God someone had an avenging angel in the church to, and I'm like, yeah, I'm sure, angel. I'm sure Ryan would be like, what? <laughs> well, I mean, I get called a hypocrite more than anything for, for my views. And I mean, that isn't totally unfair. I mean, I, cause I do, I struggle with this all the time, you know, every day, like how do, what, what does the ideal look like? Like, what is God calling me to? How can I live up to that ideal best? So it's always a matter of questioning how I'm living, what I'm doing, especially when it comes to violence, given some situations. Even just a matter of, you know, if someone came inside the door with a gun and I'm there, the closest one to them, what do I do? <laughs> you know, there's a big part of me that wouldn't have a problem at all jumping on the guy and just 
knocking him over. Truth is, I'm, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm not armed, or maybe it's just me, but I'm the guy who steps into any room anywhere. In general, I don't like going places, but when I step into a room, I'm the guy who's always finding every exit, finding every hiding place. Find Like when I'm in Best Buy and I'm working my way toward the back corner, and I'm like, all right, there's one exit over here, way over there, and I'm here. If something horrible was going to happen right now, where do I go? What do I do? And I am always ask, asking those questions. And same with church, as in, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, all right, here's the exits, okay. Where could somebody enter if they were going to start causing trouble? And then where would I be in, you know, in relation to them? We're very vigilant watching who comes in the building and who does things, but it doesn't mean that we'd necessarily be able to stop somebody just by being vigilant and yeah. but I'm willing to do what what I feel is right according to according to the Bible and you know, based on reading and prayer and regardless of what happens. Understandable. Yeah, I was just curious because, like I said, you have a different viewpoint, and I'm like, how does the pacifist mm. view a gun in a two guns, three guns? Probably like, let's be honest, it was Texas, probably ninety four guns. Yeah, it was all about like everybody yeah. just had a gun who acted first. <laughs> well, it would be easier to be a pacifist if everything was just super yeah. simple and yeah. super clear. <laughs> but there's so much gray area when it comes to that, you know, that you have to. I don't know. It's always a uh, always on the mind. I listened to a great book by Shane Claiborne and Tony Campolo where they were talking about that. And they were both talking about how they were pacifists and then Tony Campolo stopped and said, "But, you know, given that extreme circumstance because everyone always gives the extreme circumstance that isn't going to happen." As in, "Oh, you're a pacifist. Okay. So, what if crazed murderer person comes into your house, ties up everyone in your family, and starts raping them and murdering them one at a time before your eyes, and you have the opportunity to kill them? And are you going to take that opportunity, or are you going to watch them one by one be raped and murdered? To which you go, okay, that's not going to happen, first of all. But in this book, Tony Campolo basically addressed that. He's like, in that situation, he's like, I, it, that doesn't change what I understand to be God's ideal, but I can't definitively say how i would respond in that situation he's like i just have to trust god and do what i feel is right in the moment based on how holy spirit leads that's pretty much where i come down speaking on it. of tony campolo it, he's actually going to be debating robert murphy or bob murphy hmm. at the soho forum in uh april so that should be interesting tony why would tony what? campolo talk with bob oh. murphy because he's a dang socialist he is well, yeah, he's super progressive, dude. Well, Bob like, but a Christian, Christian guy. There's nothing economic well, about him. <laughs> yeah, so the, the resolution is actually to promote a Christian yeah. vision of human flourishing. Christians should support free market capitalism. I uh, got it. Oh. Bob's obviously taking the affirmative, and Tony Campolo's taking the There we go. Ooh. Okay. The negative. Okay. So it's not a technical capitalism or a technical right. economics, yeah. you know, thing. Yeah. When yeah. I think Bob Murphy, I think economics, not that sounds really interesting, Christian though. perspective well, on Kim capitalism. and I actually had a conversation with him back in the day. Yeah. And that was a lot of fun. So oh, I actually think of yeah. him as, as Christian Classic. first because we talked about that in the, the show. I think, oh, yeah, the Christian economist, <laughs> Bob Murphy. <laughs> well, both Tony Campolo and Shane Claiborne have gone so nutty since I last since I listened to that book. Both of them, it's been so sad watching the watching the weird decline like especially with the the little the kids in washington dc remember who with mm -hmm. the who were being harassed by oh, yeah. that native yeah. american guy and those black jew people and all that stuff and they're just standing there basically and then the media came after them while shane claiborne came out and he was like this is an example of everything that's wrong yeah. with people and just saying all this stuff about these kids and then after it was over when it was turned out to be complete hogwash all the everything was wrong from the beginning lots of people pushed him like are you gonna apologize and yep. he never really did he just mm. yeah which you're the peace the peace guy the peace and love guy and you're just gonna jump on that thing and trash these kids and then you won't even apologize when it comes out that it was the opposite i've never of heard of these said, people but, but it's really reminding me of like you know yeah. obama being the hope and peace guy and him getting the uh nobel peace prize and then you know Bombing the bejesus out of the Middle East. Yeah. Well, bombing the bejesus out of another well, Nobel Peace Prize winner. The first Nobel Peace Prize winner to ever bomb another Nobel Peace Prize winner, Doctors wow. Without Borders. Wow. No. I mean, 
Can you get any, I mean, can you get yeah. any more ironic than that? <laughs> That's the world we live in. Clown world. Yep. Hong Kong. All right. So to finish this off, because I think Maddie needs to go to sleep. I'm seeing the the weight of the day weighing on her. Like, I'm already tired from tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> and Kim needs to rest up because because of her tum-tum, as I've said every time. Because for some reason, I think it's funny to say tum-tum when referring yeah, to a grown-ass yeah. woman. Knock it off. Yeah, he said the text and everything. <laughs> Knock off the tum-tum shit. <laughs> it's kind of like that. It's, it's weird. <laughs> it's like the when when my wife was giving birth to a couple of our children, there was that nurse in the hospital that was like, okay, okay, baby, if, if you could just TT in this for me. And I'm like, I need you to die. <laughs> Why are you talking like that? <laughs> Immediately, if not sooner. <laughs> but like I said, we need to finish up. So what do you hope for in the coming year, Kim? What, what kind of good things in your life? What kind of ridiculous things in the political sphere? What kind of gay news? Whatever. What are you looking forward to this year? Honestly, well, it's twofold. Number one, maybe, and I already see it coming, Trump to be reelected so I can have four more years of laughing on Twitter. And uh, and second would be just for um, Lesbertarian to, I don't know, I'm still kind of finding my way with that. So hopefully by this time next year, it'll have found its way and maybe it'll have affected some people in the alphabet community that weren't Libertarians. I really want to reach them and bring them over to Liberty because I'm getting real tired of what's going on right now and the left trying to take over the world the way it is. I would say I can feel that, but I'm a straight man, so I, you know, I have no idea. He's cisgendered male. <laughs> well, just think of all the content if Mayor Pete gets the nomination. Yep. It'd be a lot to talk about then. Oh, that'd be good for the show. Let me ask. I have called him Mayor Buttplug in the past. Is that homophobic? Um, I would say to people that are really sensitive, I just find that really funny. Okay, good, because you're the only person I care about when it comes to that. Well, I mean, it, his name has butt in it. It it's does. It's almost inviting you to say it. Yeah, really. I, I would have fixed that a long time ago. Like, there are ways, man. My name is Jones. Peter Jones. <laughs> Options. Yeah. What's his middle name? Like, go with that, you know? Mayor Pete Jones anything he asked for it it's probably like richard <laughs> now i'm curious what his middle name is <laughs> that should that should be the title of this episode <laughs> what's pete's butt pete butt stuff's middle name? <laughs> i don't even know how to spell his name all i know is pete butt, butt stuff <laughs> <laughs> that's what dave smith calls him <laughs> pete butt stuff <laughs> <laughs> Aww, dude has four names Oh, well, of course he's gay. Peter Paul Montgomery Buttigieg. Buttigieg. So he could have gone with Montgomery and been fine. Peter Paul Montgomery Buttigieg. <laughs> I think he's a psyop. Now that we've gotten this far, he's definitely I've a I've never said the dude's name before. I just realized <laughs> He's a robot. That. He's an alien. He's a, he's a created, <laughs> manufactured human. I mean... He's the Marco Rubio of the Democratic side, though. He would be the first president with butt in his name. There's something. <laughs> president Booty Gig. I was going to say he was, he'd was he be the, the gay uh, Marco Rubio, but then I remembered, oh, it's Marco Rubio. <laughs> the dude is so gay. <laughs> Little Marco. You guys remember that stuff that came out, yeah, with his foam <laughs> parties and, yeah. Foam yeah, wait, I, did I didn't hear about that. that came out, and now I am very happy. You haven't heard about that no. stuff? I did not hear about his foam parties. The pictures of him with other men in foam in these gay type clubs and oh yeah. No wonder he had to run again. Is he wearing chaps and stuff? I did not know that. <laughs> oh yeah. When did they talk about that? Well that was yeah. Oh boy. Was that in the emails? Pizzagate and foam parties. Oops. So, Maddie. Yes. Same question to you. This ne next year, hopes, dreams, presidential sh shenanigans, what do you hope for? I mean, I'm waiting to see who the hell John ends up being the front runner. I'm imagining whoever it's going to be, unless like shit collapses, it's going to be Trump. Um, you know, I don't think they cheated quite hard enough for him to not win the first time. So who knows what's going to happen this time? I don't know. I've got to, you know, trust that whatever's supposed to happen is going to happen and We'll maybe just see more awakenings also with the results, however they, however the chips fall, right? You know, I'm going to 
continue to work on myself because that's a never-ending project. And work-wise, hope I can uh, delegate some more and more so that I'm a little bit more sane and um, in control of my schedule. And both companies flourish, or flourish and thrive. And then with Voluntary <laughs> Vixens, yeah, I think Jesse and I finally found uh, kind of our swing of things. And we get incredible feedback from our listeners. And that's, I feel like a crazy person talking all the time. Like, I'm an idiot. I always ask Cam, like, did I sound stupid? <laughs> and so... You know, sure, I need Cam's reassurance all the time, but then I hear these other people that I've never met before in my life, like, contacting us on Instagram, telling us how much the show means to them and how much they love listening to us and how, like, I don't know, like, we get crazy outpouring of love and support. That is pretty damn cool. I just want to continue doing what we're doing. We'll probably, hopefully, go on other people's shows some more um, because that's been fun, having other people back on ours, some more internet work fun stuff you know mm-hmm. i don't know just making sure i have time for things that i want to do and ryan besides seeing more pictures of marco rubio at a gay foam party what do you hope for this year well i would love to see trump actually end some wars yeah that would be fantastic that would uh, be wonderful going into the election i mean wonderful for him obviously people even his supporters they want these stupid wars to end so yeah, love to see an end to war. Love to see world peace. That'd be cool too. Um, just in general. I mean, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot that I would like to see this year. Maybe making some money from the network would be cool. Maybe being <laughs> financially secure would be cool. Things like that. Yeah. Maybe moving someplace other than Pennsylvania would be cool. Don't do Maryland. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, uh-uh. not Maryland. Are you crazy? Uh-uh. <laughs> Vegas wouldn't work for you either. But on the on the more. <laughs> realistic side of things i'm looking forward to a very entertaining presidential election because whoever ends up getting chosen it's just going to be a hoot watching the weirdo back and forth and then this whole the the continuing impeachment thing i can't wait for someone to try and bring that up in some debates with trump like that's going to be not a trump fan but golly goodness that'll be fun to watch I'm not a Trump fan in so far as he is a president. I am a Trump fan in so far as he is an entertainer, a fantastic yes. troll and oh, yeah. entertainer. Oh yeah. I mean, I can I can honestly say that I didn't used to be able to say that because like when he was coming he was coming into the scene as a presidential candidate, I was just as tedious as most other people. I didn't see the humor. It took me a minute. Then I was like, okay, this there is it is. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. I mean, I I I love I love the idea of making the presidency a true circus thank you it's like please wonderful. thank you <laughs> all right well what do i want this year we don't care <laughs> that's a good that's a good question maddie thank you for asking <laughs> i'm so thoughtful <laughs> I, I think i want more sleep hey, man. that's about it <laughs> y'all 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 <laughs> y'all have said a lot of good things and you know i i was telling my brother the other day when he was like, for some reason, he had this idea. I don't know how, but he had this idea that because we both grew up in Alabama with conservative parents that I was pro going to be pro-war. And I was like, have you not listened to me for the past, what, decade, 10, 10 or 11 years? Have you not listened to me at all? <laughs> because wrong. So, I mean, like I, that's what I was telling him. I was saying, you know, the only the, I enjoy President Trump as a troll but i would enjoy him and say he was a legitimately good president if one he pulled us out of afghanistan two pardoned edward julian assange edward snowden and ross Mm -hmm. if they did that yeah i'd be like you were the best president of the 21st century and it's a really short list if you think about it but seriously nothing can undo the damage caused by the U.S. support in Yemen. Like, I can, I'll never be able to drop that one, even if he today would say, hey, you know, guess what? For real now, like, we're not going to support Saudi. Because, you know, they've had a few little things, like, oh, well, we're, we're scaling back or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, if they today said, for real, we're, we're not going to help Saudi Arabia anymore, it's like, you're still an awful murderer. Like, and that won't be made better if you stop doing it now. So, 
who knows, maybe he will end up being the best president of the 21st century. But unfortunately, nothing will undo all the damage he's already done in these years that he could have done things that he didn't do. Yep. <laughs> you know, he's he did yep. he's done a number of things, but why are we still in Afghanistan? Why are we still causing people to die, uh, you know, helping murder and destroy people in mass in Yemen? Like this whole deal just makes no sense. He could have, but he's not. So we need to judge him for that. Yes. Yeah, I will judge him for that. But if he stopped, if he stopped it all tomorrow, that's a huge plus. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I'll, I'll definitely. That's if he, if he was able to turn the tide and stop a lot of it, I'm going to give that dude a pat on the back. I'll say you're son of a bitch for what you did earlier. Yeah. More of that. Great job (laughs) for this part. Yeah. (laughs) More, please. Like with the shooting, I'll praise Jesus that. More lives are saved if he does that tomorrow, but yeah, I still wouldn't vote for him. So I think that's our show. Did you guys enjoy it as much as I did? Yep. Yep. (laughs) Good. All right. Time to to rattle off where you can find all of us because that won't be annoying at all. Okay. As always, thank you for listening to Make Liberty Great Again. If you want to find me, you can find me on everything. If you just type in this is MLGA, this is MLGA.com. Facebook.com slash this is MLGA, Instagram, Twitter. It's easy. It's all the same. Go there. Same is true for Lesbertarian, luckily. Yep. Lesbertarian, Lesbertarian, Lesbertarian. Maddie gets a little interesting uh, with Voluntary Vixens. It's like we're schizophrenic or something. Because <laughs> I think on Twitter, it's Vixens Voluntary. Yep. On Instagram, it's Voluntary Vixens. Yep. We'll put the links in. <laughs> and Technoagorist is easy as well. Because it's just Technoagorist. Technoagorist.com. Yep. And you can find us all on MLGANetwork.com. So please listen some more. Give us some ideas for new shows. What is the Liberty world of podcasting missing that you want to hear? Because we want to provide that if we can. As always, I'm happy to be here. And I'm happy you're with us. Stay sane. Stay <laughs> sane.